Hey guys, this is Christopher Lewis and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for a real <laughs> honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. We've got you covered. Hi, Jamie. How are you today, girl? Good. How are you? Good, good. All right. We're going to jump into this episode today. We are like running a little bit behind, but we are doing swimly and we got a great guest on today. So this guy has literally had women courting him for years as an escort as he gave them the boyfriend experience and was featured on the Showtime series Gigolos. And since then, he has written multiple books as well as put down roots in Sedona, Arizona, where he's become a well-known spiritual guide and healer. Talk about the jack of all trades. This guy has seen the highs and lows and has transformed himself into a metaphysical master. Please welcome Nick Hawk to the show. What's up, buddy? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank yeah. you for being here, by the way. Was it long travel coming from Sedona to here? Well, I came in for the ADCC tournament. Nice. And I'm selling a couple homes here to uh, contribute to my healing sanctuary in Sedona. Okay. So, so you still have ties in Vegas then, for sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You're a licensed realtor? What's that? Licensed realtor? You're Are a you asking if I am? Yeah. No, I'm selling a couple of homes. Oh, gotcha. A couple of my homes. Oh, um, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I need some more funding for the inflation and the building costs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How, and do you have like photos? Like, how's the sanctuary coming? I do. Um, you can follow it, Hawks Vortex, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook. And I haven't updated a lot of photos. I'm I'm busy being tapped in and working and creating this beautiful space. But you'll get to see some special stuff there and more to come. Nice. I've designed everything. We're pulling permits soon to doing a lot of the major building. And I'm doing a, a lazy river that you're going to be able to lay on rafts and stargaze at night nice wow. on top of my temple i harvested my own teepee poles for my temple it's back to the forest reserve there's some amazing hiking trails that go out to the mountains and a peak that i claimed it's coming along it's pretty amazing okay. yeah. so now all this that you have like that um how much land does that take for you how much land do you have out there for about this? 16 acres wow that's great that's really cool. and yeah it's a lot for where it is it's some of the most sacred and special and powerful land in the world. Sedona is a very special place. Mm -hmm. And there's a there's a dome on it that I will be allowing people to stay at that was built with the golden ratio. And the guy who used to live there supposedly healed his eyesight living in the dome. Man, yeah, I tell you, Sedona is a special place. There's a lot of people yeah. that go out there for certain things. When I spoke with you on the phone, I was like, isn't Sedona one of those places where, and now it is, there's a lot of, I think, like healers and things out there because it, it's, it's just open and the, the sky is just wide open. And so you get all this energy from Sedona. Some of the clearest of... air, some mm -hmm. of the nicest mountains, the red rocks, beautiful, amazing yeah. hiking trails, mountain biking, all the above. Yeah. It's, okay. it's overrun with tourists a little bit, but it's that okay. Was my next question I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me at all. Okay. I'm, I'm happy that people get to experience this yeah, place. That was my question. I go, how, now that it's, because it's now gotta be over, like growing and that with the growth, there's going to be less space. They're permitting stuff now mm -hmm. and they're having, they just started, um, shuttles to the popular hikes as well. So that's business. And I think a, a lot of tourists come for the vortex, right? There's like different vortexes. Yeah, there. there's there's multiple ones there. Some of the most powerful ones. I just did Bell Rock uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's one of the biggest ones there. And I actually, I hiked, I'm right in front of Bear Mountain and that's one of the sentinels there. One of the, there's three or four tall peaks. I think there's four. And I just hiked that. It took me three hours. I did it in the middle of the summer and oh, I have a, 
So I said in the back of my property, I claimed a, a peak okay. and I was hoping I could cut through the mountain to get up to Bear Peak without going all the way around to the trailhead. And I found a spot. There's only one way up within like a two, three mile stretch. And I found a way up there and I was really happy about that. Nice. Super just advanced by happenstance, you mean just I had to throw my dog over some, <laughs> some, some cliffs and uh, do a little rock climbing, but uh, I, got, I got up there. So for oh. people that don't really understand or know what a vortex is, can, I don't, you, can please, you tell yes. them? Well, a lot of people who I've written, I've read just about every book on them. And a lot of people kind of, they suggest they should leave it to the person who's coming to witness them. And they shouldn't say too much about them because I think it will take away from the experience. But it's, uh, it's an area in the earth where it's some of the, the greatest energies of the earth come through. Mm -hmm. So it'll be very vivid. Um, if trees are near a vortex, they'll actually spiral with, with the energy. Um, now it's, there's a lot of the iron in, in all the rocks there in the mountains. So that plays a role as well. And yeah, you shouldn't tell people too much. They should come and experience okay, so them because everybody has different experiences and all the different vortexes right. feed into different energies and help you with different. But when you say vortex for both you guys, cause you know what this is. I, mm -hmm. I don't. So, Energy center. Okay. Right. Anything. So there's certain spots that you go to to get yeah. this center, and then they, you experience just... your own. Your own, yeah. Everyone that's has amazing. their own experience. Yeah, that's but pretty it's, cool. It's the energy is higher in these specific points. Okay, they okay. tap you. The whole the whole point of all of this and, and our life should be connecting to our higher self mm, yes. by by what what we're putting in our bodies. You know what what we're experiencing in the world. And Sedona is a great place to experience something special and tap you into your higher self that will um, take you to places of healing and finding answers. Okay. So okay. that's definitely what's, what's done the, when you um, go there. Um, like the equivalent to Sedona and like let's say. Mexico or like say some of these other countries. Do you know where those certain types of spots? I know Sedona is big for this. Is there any other place in the U.S. that's similar to Sedona? There's only a few places I can go now. Okay. When I come to Vegas, it sucks the life out of me. Mm -hmm. I, I can't do this concrete and stoplights and chaos and traffic anymore. And I lived in L.A. four years too. I can't. I definitely can't do that. Um, there's only a few places that I can go and feel, you know, at, at my best mm -hmm. and, and connected. And Mount Shasta is another one, mm. very powerful place there. Another, as as Sedona is also known for paranormal activity and extraterrestrials and sightings. That's where I had my first one too, the first time I was there. And okay. Shasta is really big on that too. And these two places are really big with that because they believe that the, they go there to charge their crafts possibly. Or another... There's, there's, there's a lot of suggestions of why they, they visit these two places because the energy is so spectacular as well. But a lot of these advanced beings come from very high vibrational places. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them have to hang out outside of our atmosphere to adjust to the lower vibration that's here. And the two highest vibrational places in the U.S. is Sedona and Mount Shasta, and that's why you get a lot of activity there. Interesting. That's yeah. great. And then like Machu Picchu and you yeah. know, there's, there's some others as that's well. That's what I wanted to know, like the other parts of That place of the, blew me yeah. away. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I highly recommend going there. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure there's gotta be, so are we uh, suggesting that, um, what about high altitude places? Do, would they have like these frequencies as well? Sedona's high altitude. Right. I guess it, I meant like, um, for instance, I know that one of our guests, it's um, high desert. Um, like Kayla. Um, Kayla, thank you very much. Like mm -hmm. she goes to places with high frequency spots as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, my bucket list up at the top after Egypt is, you know, going to the, Tibet and, and the mountains over there. Yeah. Maybe Everest Base Camp. I don't know if I want to hike to the top. But okay. yeah, no, there's, there's special places up there too. There's one, the name's escaping me, but it's a very spiritual place that's actually 
connected to Sedona. A lot of readings suggest that it's connected and, and a lot of um, guides and healers and, 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 and advanced beings go there to, to meditate and, and leave behind the information they've gathered. So when you go to these places to meditate and if you're able to connect and listen, you can take that in. Right. So that's what makes these places special too. Right. I love that. This I is some like next level stuff. Um, <laughs> what are your um, thoughts on um, plant medicine? I'm, I wrote in my book that uh, psychedelics are the, the healthiest thing a human could put in their body. You do have to be prepared for them, though. You do have to you know, take care of yourself and face some demons before going in. You have to leave behind much distraction and fear, and you're, you're presented with yourself and what is, and, and you, right. you have to leave these. Uh, this is what a huge part of my book was, and when I had my big kundalini meditation, um, I'm like, why is this rapping gigolo having these advanced meditations after i study them supposedly you know entering these advanced states of samadhi why me and i started studying buddhism and i come to pleasantly find out that buddhism is very connected to the, my book that i wrote okay. it's pretty much new age buddhism all uh, it's nick hawk's 100 kicks in the ass a guide to gaining confidence and reaching your full potential it's been like six seven years now i got another one coming out that's another level but I, I sat here to find the truths more than anything. I, when people started coming to me for help, I put myself out there as a confidence coach. Mm -hmm. They started coming to me with anxiety problems, depression, addiction, all the above. Um, I started reading every self-help book out there. They all seemed gimmicky. I didn't feel like I was really finding answers. And, and something told me you have to sit in silence. You have to find them yourself. And I traveled, spent like 100 hours on planes and trains writing my book. I backpacked around um, Europe and... I dug in here for, okay. for them and in doing so connected me to this next level wisdom that aligns with Buddhism. Now I come to find out metaphysics as well. All three of them. I started doing my metaphysics bachelor and, and master. I'm into my PhD now and all three of them align and it just feels so good that right. I found a way to dig in to find these truths that, that we all can access. And instead of, you know, look, looking outside of myself, and it's, it's so wonderful and, and powerful that we are able to do that. And we hold so many of these answers. We just have to be able to listen. Well, and that's the thing. I think with society lately, it's just there's so much minutia noise all the time around us that we don't even it's take It's all distraction. Minute. Yeah, it's something as simple as what I love to tell people on. Even when you're finding like, you know, your calling or like, let's say your perfect mate or whatever it is. I go, if you just take a minute just to stop and listen to the signs inside of your own self, it's like they're right there sometimes. Mm -hmm. But and sometimes we're just moving so fast all the time. I know that I'm I get caught up in that, but I've learned how to slow down a little bit more as I've gotten older. Um, and now I'm really trying to listen to what my body and my heart are saying more versus then me just trying to keep myself busy all the time. So um, so it's really cool that you do that. Once you start understanding what you are and what yeah. you're capable of, it will, it will scare people and they'll, they'll choose fear and they'll, they'll understand that, okay, if I put in more work, I can do this. I can become this. But then I have to take some responsibility and admit that maybe I haven't been making the, the, the best choices. Right. And that's, that's the problem that's with the most people. Right? And, and mm -hmm. who cares? Who cares if you're wrong? Who cares? It's, it's all lessons. It's all lessons. We all have to go through them. You have to you have to put that aside that that worry that you know the world that you've created it, it my world changes every second every second it's okay when I, I'm not mad if if I'm wrong about something like that brings me joy because it's a lesson I yeah. learned something but you you're have open to have to that, that mentality that's, that's the thing though you're open to that where most people they like you said it's like 
they they don't want to really look deep enough to think that it's like you said you're open enough to fix those changes and more you're more aware of it now though as well that's the i'm beauty well of aware of what mm -hmm. we all are yeah. and what we're all capable of few people have struggled to have as i once did i was scared of my shadow i was scared of the dark i i had panic attacks in front of my extended family at the dinner table i, I went through some dark times and few people have been in that state as me. Mm -hmm. And then I struggled with addiction and everything else as well. So, so I've been there. That's why so many people did so well with my book, because I put those stories in there. Right. And then they could relate. Well, one thing I appreciate you, which we're getting into right now, is like, you know, on this episode of which we do have an episode titled, Nick, it's called The Jack of All Trades, a person who has many different King. talents in all <laughs> kinds of fields and subject areas. So for you, like you have an amazing resume. Okay. So everyone who's listening to this guy right now, this, we have Nick Hawkins here. Thank you for being here. Um, you've like world champion martial arts jujitsu. You know, you're, we, I call you the young hustler because like, you know, you've done, you know, you're a hustler to me is someone who just basically just goes for what they want to make their lives better. You know, whether it be good or bad, but you know, you, you stick to something, you just go for it. Um, you know, you joined the air force, you were a singer musician, released two albums. You know, you're the cover of Playgirl magazine, started, you know, your own explicit stripper mail review company. You know, you're an actor, you know, you have your own sex toys, you're author of books, and now you have a metaphysical bachelor degree in Kundalini healing, and you're now going for your PhD. I'm a reverend as well. <laughs> that, that came with the bachelor I mean, degree. So, so, I planned on doing that later on, <laughs> but amazing. I'm, I'm a, I, yeah. Right. So all these people. things that you've done have led up to where you are right now. So let's, so what I want to get into, obviously we'll start with um, just a simple part of it. How long have you been doing martial arts for? How, has that been a lifelong thing or was this something that started at a certain time in your life? Well, I started wrestling in middle school, Okay, wrestled in high school mm -hmm. and a year in college. And then I joined the Air Force and one of the sergeants in the Air Force suggested I come do jujitsu with them. Okay. And that's what got me going with that. I didn't take it too serious then, but then when I moved to LA to pursue entertainment, I started training under Henzo, okay. Henzo Gracie in, uh, in West Hollywood and Sean Williams. And then started competing. And then when I moved to Vegas, I, I went hard and I was under Robert Drysdale, one of the Got greatest it. of all time. So and it stuck for you and you actually enjoyed doing the martial arts and it's like one of those things that stuck. And we you, all do. We, okay. we all enjoy learning skills. Mm -hmm. But to <laughs> stick with it though, I mean, that's what I mean though. It's, it's something that, you know, like not only did you not, you just didn't try it. You were like, I love doing this. Was that for the, um, not only for the physical, but for the mental as well? Do you think, because this all goes a part of your all of the above, mm -hmm. all the above, you know, we, we enjoy being challenged, you know, yeah. we, we got to tap into that we have to be honest about that you know the what most people think is is hard and and easy like that's what's going through people's heads that's that's not that should never go through your head is it hard or is it easy i mean compared to what it's going to be hard compared to something it's going to be easy compared to something what's mm -hmm. it's necessary it's necessary from me being someone who struggled as much as i did i i knew what i had to do to not, i understood what i had to do to not struggle anymore and okay. develop my confidence and be people who I admired when I'd run into somebody and they were confident, I could barely get a word out and talk to them. I'm like, I'm, I, I know we can, I see, I'm starting to see through this. I know that we all can be like this. I have to do everything I can to do so. And I, I proved it Good. and I proved it. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know we, we all can. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He's lived a pretty good life. I, I consider like, I like the fact once again, that you've done so many things because I feel like it does, it does finally mold you into this person of who you ultimately are, but you've also had that inside of you ever since a very young age in order to be, take those challenges. And but just don't be, no, it came, it, it came. I didn't have that guidance when I was younger. Okay. That came later on, but no, don't be a Jack of everything. Be a King of everything. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah. No, put the work yeah. in and, and one thing you have to understand, a lot of people say, you know, only pick one or two things and just perfect those, but people don't understand when everything you do helps everything else. When 
playing pool, playing darts, you know, playing frisbee. All these things help jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know, and then with martial arts too, every different form of martial arts helps the other ones. And, and you get understandings, you develop new confidences you, and, and new skills and your precision and, and balance and coordination. They, they all help to do everything, learn every skill. Agree. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So what are you learning right now? You're, always, you're learning always new stuff as well. Like I appreciate the fact that you're like, you know, gun competition now. I mean, you have your own businesses. I mean, you're always looking to do things outside of your norm as well. And I appreciate that as well. Yeah, I just think that um, I'm open to any and everything. So any space I can get in and learn a little bit about and grow, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm all for it. Love that. So. Yeah. Okay, tell us about your jewelry. Um, I do like this piece. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at that too. Yeah. This is a powerful piece. Um, John Ferris in Sedona made me this the first time I saw one, I knew I had to have one. Most people in Sedona have one from him and don't tell anybody, but <laughs> this, this is a rock from the Coliseum. Okay. I, um, I grabbed some gravel from there and I still have my hands. Luckily, uh, this is a troll cross. It's an, it's an ancient piece that they wore many moons ago to evade bad vibes. Yeah, ne- negative. This is a large piece of moldavite Nice. that I was very much attracted to. This is an opal that I mined in southern Oregon. Oh, wow. And this is an alien ring artifact. That can you was... move your, your well, mic actually just a little bit? Towards yeah, yeah, so we can see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, like the, the other way. You did it first time, like turn it back. Right. Yeah, yes, there you go. That's yes, perfect. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Look at that. Yeah, this is an alien artifact ring that was dug up in Mexico. And these are Herkimer diamonds that I dug up in Payson, California. Sorry to stop you guys. I cannot hear him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, just the turn, mic. yeah there you go. Turn the face. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Want me to do that again? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Go through it all again? No, just the bottom. Okay, this is an alien artifact ring that was dug up in Mexico with Herkimer diamonds in it that. I dug up in Payson, California that I found. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you always wear this? No, 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 no. No? Oh. It's a special occasion. Just for our show. (laughs) (laughs) We're special, Jay. And then your clothing, you only wear linen. Mostly linen, not only. Only natural. Only natural and organic for the most part. So when I first met him, Mm -hmm. he said to me, God, you need to wear something else. Your perfume is poisoning yourself and oh, me. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I'm, I was like, and everybody else. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm just trying to and smell good. And I was good. like, really? And he was like, yeah. He said, it's awful. I'm going to send I'm you. I'm not scared to tell people that. It's, it's awful. It was the first thing he poison. said to me when, when I met him. He goes, I don't think it was the first thing. Well, it was like one of the first <laughs> things. And so I was like, oh, God. And he was it like, had to have yeah. been six or seven sprays, though. <laughs> I was drowning. I was drowning. <laughs> Did I smell good though? No, it's, it's poison. Good, it's poison. No, it does not smell good. He was like, no. I I'm going to send you. I sent you some good smelling he, he stuff. He sent me like two things that are like all natural. The blue lotus one, right? Yes. That's my favorite thing What'd in the think? world. Is that the one you they, like? Yeah, they oh, smell nice. amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's People. funny though, because you think that perfume, although some of it's manufactured in chemicals. It's all chemicals Right, but you feel though. like Most they always start Most of them are more from... than 80% carcinogenics. Mm, if man. they put perfume or fragrance on there, they yeah. can use a thousand different chemicals in right. it. Right. 
And it's, a, it's legal because we haven't evolved enough to understand that we also digest things in our skin. They, since you don't drink it, yeah. they, don't even have to, they don't even have to put the chemicals on the side of it. The FDA doesn't say this that they true. have We've to. We've talked about this, but it's funny no, on how Febreze, this... Glade, all these air fresheners, the mm. car stuff. I, whenever I'm in an Uber, they have the car fresheners. I'm like, you're breathing this in. All. I feel so bad because I know what it does. I see what it does. I have this awareness. You're breathing that in all day. Right. You're destroying your entire mentality. You really are. It's, Slowly, it's, it's bit by bit. serious poison. Most people are like, oh, it's not that big. It is. It is. You have to sit with this. You have to, you have to grow the awareness to, to understand how big of a deal it is. Right. Right. Well, no more perfume around me, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's the blue She's lotus. still wearing it? Sometimes. I want to smell the blue lotus. Yeah. Will you show me that one yeah, day? Yeah. yeah, I would like to see one day. what we're talking about. Well, I mean, when I'm in town next time. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll I know spray I'm, it yeah. up with it. <laughs> so, all right, Nick, so <laughs> tell us about good. your path. So you, were, you did the acting thing. Now, when did you move to Vegas after California, when you were in L.A.? Well, I landed the show Gigolos. Okay. And we filmed that in Vegas. Okay. And I moved there between season two and three. Okay. So now when you were on the show, were you already dabbling in that in Los Angeles then? I was doing it a year. Okay. Um, yeah, to when I was 16, there, I had a 17 year old friend who stripped and I always wanted to do it. I thought he was the man. I'm like, I couldn't even talk to girls and he's stripping down to a G string and dancing in front of them. I'm like, what is it's bold. That's wow. <laughs> yeah. I need to, yeah. I need to figure it out. I got to figure it out. So I just went for it. Yeah. It was either when I left the air force, I had a trailer. Okay. It was either going to be for a lawnmower and grass and snow removal equipment, or I was going to take it to California, put all my stuff on it and take it to California. I went to California and pursued that and lied to a company said I had stripping experience. They brought me in and uh, I went to a mail review and there's the cockiest guy in the world up on stage <laughs> and I wanted to be him so bad. And he was fighting with the boss and he ended up firing him that week. And I got the call, you're in this Friday. And then I, I did it. I, I did the headlining act, with, which was a cop act at Camacho's. Then we moved to the Boogie in Anaheim every Friday night for a year. And then right. I started my own company. And a few years later, I took a ton of acting classes and improv classes, um, audition classes. And yeah, I approached a couple companies to, to do the escorting, mm -hmm. but they all said you have to see guys. So I, I wasn't into that. And then... Uh, the company that I did work for approached me as the first company with straight men for straight women. Mm -hmm. And then I started working for him. I worked for, with him for a year. Then they asked him for his top guy for the show. He sent me in. I nailed the audition. Next nice. day, I know we're filming The Sizzle. The show was picked up immediately. We shot two seasons the first year. I'm moving to Vegas. and So they they chose Vegas, obviously. So they like, picked up from yeah. LA and just... They, did you always know it was going to be in Vegas at that point in time? Yeah. Season yeah. one and two? Yeah. We, we, we shot the, the Sizzle there as well. Okay. They had a different direction, though. They... We were driving Lamborghinis, and I think I had a Lamborghini for the sizzle that mm -hmm. I was driving, but I kind of pushed it in a different direction, and a lot of my, they liked a lot of my feedback. With I turned it in more of adult comedy than anything. A lot of the scenes that I wrote for it are, are hilarious. Okay. I wrote some of the top scenes, and Showtime liked that a lot. Keep it fluffy. It's softcore, yeah, you right. know, and there's adult situations, but it's, you know, I, I simulated almost all my scenes. So. Nice. Nice. Does that so, part of your life bother you now, nothing. looking back? No, the past? No, nothing in the past bothers me. And remember me. what a, he it's said. All, it, it's all lessons. And um, it's yeah. all challenges, like you said. No, man, I've, man, I rose to become, you know, the, the highest requested male companion on the planet. You know, I'm very, that's, that was, that was huge. That's yeah. big. I don't, I don't regret anything. I don't support it anymore. 
Um, I, ha I still have guys coming to me almost daily, you know, asking for advice on, on how to do it. And, mm -hmm. I, and I try to direct them other place. I'm dedicating a chapter in my next book to this as well in hopes that, you know, people may make some, some other choices. Um, it was challenging, especially when I got, when I grew my awareness and started dabbling with energy more and understanding my energy and how it was affected by other people. It, it got to be very challenging. I mean, I never, I never sold a sexual favor ever throughout all of it. It was, it was my time and time alone. So, you know, nothing was guaranteed, but you know, there, there were expectations, you know, and I, you, you want to satisfy the client and they're not going to book you again. Right. You know, so I was in some situations and then, then I'm in some situations where even though I'm not selling sex, I don't want to think that this client can't even buy sex, you know, right. You're a salesperson. Right? You're that, a salesperson. You're no, theory. I don't, I don't think you, you got what I was saying. Oh, go ahead. No. So the show kind of made it look like they're guaranteed it and they're buying that, but they're got, not. No, I've sold my time and time alone. Time. I got but, you. So people would watch the show and they'd get me in, And if I'd say no, then, I, but I didn't want them to think that they couldn't because they might be doing it to get laid, but that's not what you're paying for. Got it. And I never wanted them to think that they couldn't even pay for it. So that put me in a situation where I don't want to devastate this person by not going through with it, especially if they tell me like it's a bucket list thing or something. It's a one-time thing. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want a one-time thing with anybody. You know, it's one thing if we build a relationship, you're booking me monthly or something, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, but so. how did you navigate that though? Like after a while, like figuring out the right tone that you wanted. To I was, I was pretty good with it. I was pretty good with it. I didn't go through, you know, too many situations. I, I didn't want to. And, and towards the end, you know, the last couple of years when I was getting out, you know, I saw very few clients the last year, I think only one. So, okay. Okay. All right. So from that position, then does that, when you, did you do the music around that time? And not all of, and, and not all of them wanted it either right. and, and expected it. And I had multiple clients I saw regularly that it, it didn't happen with right. and they were there for other reasons. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's why I labeled yeah. it the boyfriend experience more than anything else. Cause it's like, you know, it's just like, it's not all about the sex all the time. Some people just want companionship, you know? Yeah, that, for that's sure. The, that's first women, women too. You know, mm -hmm. it, whenever you go on a date, you know, there's going to be hopes that you connect yes. and right. you know, that's, right. that's, that's always the hope, but yeah, you should never force anything. Is it really though? Cause sometimes I feel like people date and don't have pure intentions. Well, no, but he's saying that, you know, in general, it's like, like whether you have them or not, it's, there's two people, two to tangle in that's theory. True. So that that's true. Just when you're because you have a somebody, feeling that's, like, the, right? whenever you yeah. go on a date, mm -hmm. you, the hopes is, you know, you fall in love and you stay with them the rest of your life. That's right. the hope, you right. know, you know, it's probably not going to happen. It's going to take a lot of dating and a lot of situations right. or a high level of awareness and intelligence to, to see yourself with this person and, and, you know, gaze into the future with them. Right. But she's saying but like, even the quick notes, like the pure and the non good intentions of like, I just want to sleep with this girl and then be done with it. Yes. Once I'm done, then even but though she, feels none of us want way. that. None of us want that. We're, we're poorly taught that by mm -hmm. rap music and videos and, and all the nonsense. And I feel like there are people inside that, that want that though. They pretend they want it, but you don't think nobody wants it. No, nobody wants it. You think everyone guys or girls, nobody wants a, it. Some people, a companion? There's, there's, most people pretend they don't know better. They're taught poorly. They didn't have the guidance. Okay. No, we all, we all want one person to, to spend our life with for right. sure. And enjoy it's life funny, with. I'm and, and not, it, and, and not one forever, of course, but we, yeah. we, all of us, I don't care who you are. And, and too many people pretend like I don't want anybody in my life or you do. 
if you have the right person, you, you want them. You want somebody who you can run ideas by and it'll make you better and, and give you light and help you be creative and help you with the problems you have in your life. Right. And a warm body to, to be around. I guess he's what he's saying, what I'm picking up too, I'm just looking at both sides of it because I, I agree. It's like, I agree to disagree with both assets, but what you just said right there, it's like even a sugar daddy needs somebody in his life. And whether he's like wants to support someone, let's say for instance, that's still a body that he's actually participating with and, and bouncing ideas off yeah, of. Yeah, I like he's his still spinning. better I'm than just the putting sugar it, daddy No, I'm just one. saying, I'm just putting it out there though. Yeah, I'm just yeah. giving like an example, like what he's saying. The fact is like, even the person who says, I don't want to be with anyone. Yeah. You're still with someone is what I was getting at in theory, yeah. whether you like, however you with that person, that's still a person you're with. Yeah. You're not solely by yourself yeah. in theory. So yeah. you can't pretend that if you're not with the right person, that life wouldn't be better. Like you can't, I right. guess. Do I you believe in monogamy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, no, I was like, I, I didn't not, know which way we were No, no, go. no. I, <laughs> No, I, I believe in um, just being with one person, yeah. but not committing to them forever. Right. So be with multiple people until you find the right person. But yeah, only one person at a time. Right. But yeah. never, that's never promise. Head, yeah, that's what that's that why was. The head it wasn't, that's no, like no, forever. no. Like, I don't know <laughs> and, what forever is. So, well, that's where so many people make the mistake. That's yeah. what marriage is. It's a promise forever. Yeah, yeah. I don't and know And that's why that you hate each other when it doesn't work out. Yeah. That's why there's yeah. fighting. That's there rare. shouldn't be. You never promise forever. Yeah. I love you right now. I yeah. want to be with you now. I hope that we grow together and yeah. be together yeah. forever. If it doesn't happen, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like... not a fortune teller. That's what I always say. I can't tell you where I'm going to be a year from now. But I feel a like... minute from now, tomorrow, 10 days, a year, much less 20 years, much less yeah. them. You don't right. know who they're going to be. Yeah. Exactly. Well, at the time, no one really wants to hear that, though, honestly. But no, they but don't. It, no, but, but, but I was going to say that. But I feel like it's it's there's more awareness about that now. Like everyone's starting to be more aware that you know what, you just don't have to be with one person your whole life anymore. You know, it's, it's just yeah. multiple partners that make that for that moment. Like you said, it could be ten days. It could be like you know ten years. It's right. So, you know, like I was and, telling, mm, go ahead. and you know, be with a, be with somebody who don't. Don't settle and don't. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, when when you're not with somebody, it's the off season. You should be preparing. You shouldn't be, oh, I'm lonely and drinking and, and not taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. No, you should be learning new skills and taking in knowledge. So once you do meet somebody, you have something to offer. Yeah. You have something to talk about. You you've, you've you're you're traveling. You you know. You, you're, you put you're that growing. work in. Let's just put this fact. Yeah, so growing. many people just in that off season when they're not with somebody, they they're just in this lonely, depressive despair and then you meet somebody who you might be able to be compatible with and then you're you're in that state yeah. they're not going to they're not going to be want they're not going to want to be with you not for very long that's for sure so <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> so when did the so when did the uh, singing and stuff come into play for you after all was this through all this were you doing the albums and all Well I always world? rapped okay mostly freestyled at parties Okay so you're the one who gave those time. people those ideas about marriage and stuff then <laughs> And the raps. <laughs> you mentioned rapping earlier. Said, I was making a joke. Remember? Um, <laughs> it's all the rap music and everything like that. So I'm just going to throw it He was being funny. It's a rap video. It's teaching people to sleep with as many hot girls as you can, and that will bring you anything. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I always freestyled, and... So I, when I went into the audition, I'm like, oh, should I tell him I'm a rapper? That's going to guarantee it. I'm, I'm a white rapping gigolo. <laughs> what reality show would say no to that? And I decided to go with it. And um, and they're like, and just like weeks later, time to rap. I'm like, great. And I had to, I had to write my first song, Gigolo. 
Um, and it's, 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 it's a good song. It's fun. It's perfect for the nice. show. It's really good. It actually got really good reviews, too. Variety reviewed it and said it was better than Nick Cannon's Gigolo song. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so and then uh, so that gave me a little hype. And I mean, I was really busy with the the bookings and um, buying houses and stuff. But um, I, I kept it going steady. I mm-hmm. had some opportunities to sign and do some tours and stuff, but I had too much going on. I did some really really fun club performances. I was booked to perform. I wanted to do one big festival, and I was booked to perform Alien Stock. When they were going to do the Area 51 raid and they were going to do a festival out there, okay. I was going to headline one of the nights. The person put it together, loved me, and I put my performance together and everything. And they were talking 10, 20, maybe up to 50,000 people going wow. to that thing. That's why wow. they shut it down because there's only one road, one gas station, and it would have been like Woodstock, and they think it would have messed. So the government pressured them to shut it down. And I might have told everybody, it's time to go raid Area 51 across the street. <laughs> It might have been me. It might have been me to, to do that. I was I was going to say some words like that. I had I had it planned because that was the whole point of that. And I'm so anti-government cover-up and them not, yeah. you know, telling us what's going on with the extraterrestrials and, and the ships that they've downed, that they've shot down to steal technology from. And, and you know, I'm very passionate about that. And a big part of my healing sanctuary is going to be CE5 meditations. We can talk about that if you yeah, want. But um, so, yeah, they shut the festival down. It was kind of... Heartbreaking, but I, I had some good club performances okay. in front of a lot of people. I did a big club in Vegas, and that's amazing. Would you be open to coming back and doing an episode on the extraterrestrial and your thoughts on that? Yeah, I yeah. If you think that, that would appeal to yeah. to your people, yeah, yeah. we great. can go deep into that. It's going to be a big part of my sanctuary. That's why I'm out there. I'm next to Bradshaw Ranch, which is supposedly one of the biggest paranormal places in the world. The lady who used to live there, one of the Bradshaws, she wrote a book. Uh, how she befriended a, a Bigfoot, which is an extraterrestrial, multidimensional creature. Mm-hmm. And supposedly one of the biggest portals in the world is there as well. And you have Secret Mountain back there where supposedly there's there's wow. secret bases. And and um, yeah, and mm-hmm. once, yeah, I'd probably come back for the CE5 stuff, but it's really interesting stuff. I've and I love it. I, I was doing it before I knew it was a thing. I, I, yeah, like I said, my first time in Sedona, I, I called one and I felt connected to it. And I'm like, that's got to be my ego. I can't be connected to this. But now I understand that this, the state that you have to be in to. And Dr. Stephen Greer brought this to the public and made it very, very public with everything. You have to be your intentions. And, and this, as I wrote about in my book, this constant state of meditation where you're just at peace and there's no distraction. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when they'll come in. Uh, and that's when you can have this CE5 contact and they'll connect with you. A lot of people think that they'll they'll help you heal, heal and and help you become enlightened and accelerate this this process if you've put that work in. Just like my Kundalini meditation, there's a lot of work that has to be done, a lot of distraction that has to go, and I think they've helped guide me. Right. I really do. I, I feel them, and I had one. I had my best sighting ever. The one I've been there over a year, and I only do it when it, when it calls and when it's right. I don't try to do make contact every day, but one night it felt right, and I had my best. Um, contact. It was with a lady who I was going to hire, possibly hire to help me out there. And we were talking, she actually had a Kundalini meditation as well. So we were talking about that. So we're in this state and I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. I feel like the energy is good and everything. And she saw her first one out in the distance. And then I, she was standing up. I'm like, okay, I, I, I feel something. I feel a lot of something. Right after I said, I feel a lot of something, bright light from there all the way across the wow. sky. 
and I, I felt super connected. She was messing with her chair and she missed it. <laughs> oh no. But she, she felt, she felt it too. Okay. She, yeah. And it, it, it was amazing. It, it was the best one I've seen. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of, of good ones. They've, they've come to me many times right outside my car door once. And, and the first time in Sedona, I saw the craft over Sedona. It was a seamless craft. It didn't make sense. None. And I felt connected to it. And, and later on, I, I come to find out that they actually, they create these crafts through their consciousness and being these next level beings. And that's why it was seamless. It looked fake though. Mm -hmm. And like just everything makes so much sense now that I've discovered Dr. Stephen Creer and I took his masterclass at the Gaia headquarters in Boulder, Colorado. Wow. So. Wow. Uh, he's done, I tell you, man, it's like, he's done a lot so of stuff. Amazing. He's super amazing. You yeah. Know, it's just like, just learning how just to tap into your center. That's the most important thing. So, um, but your school is going to be opening soon and you're doing a lot of work, I'm sure with a lot of people as well. So, um, and what's, what's so you're in your PhD right now. How much time? More well, time I haven't, I haven't announced that I am opening a school, but okay. I guess, okay. I guess well, you I did. I hope you so. do. <laughs> I hope no, you I've, do. I've, I've, I've been you thinking know? about putting together some yeah. form of curriculum. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a hurry to do okay. that though. Okay. But right. uh, yeah, God, someday there might like... be some sort of training I, I put yeah. together, you know, especially after you this do metaphysics. You retreats though, right? You offer well, retreats? Well, it's, it's residential land. Okay. So I don't do big retreats there. Okay. I, I can't do them and I want to respect the land and my neighbors. Uh, but I'm going to be having a couple houses that I can do short-term rentals, vacation rentals on that people mm. can stay at. Oh, that's great. And then if you're staying there, you know, you can book me for, you know, the healing and guidance tours and the Kundalini adventures that I offer. I've, I have a razor. I take people off-roading and Grand Canyon to the Grand Canyon, whatever you want to sounds do, amazing. the hikes around the, yeah, the town. It's really amazing. So. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Sedona's home. All right. I yeah. think we should ask Nick the question today. We're going to put you oh on the spot, gosh. Nick, and ask you a dating question. It's impossible now. to put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Find see. something, Jamie. <laughs> put him well, on. Okay. Mm. All right. Here's one. It says... What do I do if my partner starts telling me what I can and can't or should or should not wear? I dressed like this when I started dating him. Why should I change it now if we're in a committed re relationship? Is this, is this a controlling nature? And is it really about my, my outfits? Is it a red flag and sh that I should be aware of? Well, it's, it depends if he's telling her to wear natural clothes or unnatural clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm guessing she's talking about being more revealing, mm -hmm. cleavage and stuff and tight clothes. I'm all for showing off our bodies that we've worked so hard on. And if you're with somebody and, and you're not comfortable, you know, you gotta, you gotta look into, to see what the problem is. Right. If, if. I'm with a girl and she's very healthy and showing her body off. And, and, and when you do this too, when, when you, when you show when you show off your body and, and what you've worked so hard on, what you're proud of, you know, it improves your confidence. Your energy is better. You have more light, you know, that's, that's just a sad world that at any point you'd ever be jealous or, or question somebody if like even nudity, man, like I'm, I'm all for, I wish there was more, more nudity when it's done right, mm -hmm. you know, like topless beaches and. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a nudist. I'm working on my property nude almost all day. It's, it's, it's freeing. And so I'm, I'm all for showing stuff off and you should never, if, if you're with somebody, you know, I guess we can touch into this a little bit. When you're with somebody, it should, it should be all trust. And then that understanding is there. Like if it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to work out. We, it's impossible to love somebody who doesn't love you. Right. When, when, and when you're together and connected, you know that you are. And if, 
and when in situations like this, when they start getting jealous over them, you know, wearing clothes, they're just trying to protect. They already know that she's probably moving on to bigger and better things, and he's just trying to prevent that, so she's not allowed to show herself off to the world. That's what's going on. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of um, agree with a little bit with that, for sure, a lot of that, actually. I also feel like we have touched upon this before in another episode where we're saying that, you know, um, at this point in time, what she just wrote there is that, first of all, how long have they been together for? And if he met you in that same sort of situation and you guys were dating with those same type of outfits on and this Even and that, if she's becoming right. more confident now. Right, yeah. which Shut means, up. It, Yeah, exactly. It's like, why why change it now? Like, mm -hmm. what's the difference now? He's trying to control you. So just, it is a controlling aspect, I feel like. So, yeah. um, which means that you either have a conversation with him or he's just not the right person for you. I'm sorry. Like, like Nick said, I don't think anyone, you don't bigger and better things. Thank you. Honey. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say next. Yes, exactly. Darling. He's trying to control That's the situation. Yeah. So and either that he's just, he's, it's his insecurities as well. It's a lot of his own insecurities now because he's just putting it on her saying that, Oh, I met you this way or however. He like, knows you know. when she starts showing off, she'll be gone. Yes. That's exactly. Yep. Right there. Boom, that's the one right there. So really? a lot of it. Yes. There's, yeah. it's, I mean, yes. like you said, there's a lot of reasons why people want to change someone in the midst of if you you know possibly you're poorly programmed by the church and, mm -hmm. and you know, but no. Right. He, no to that either. Mm, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. So you agree with that? I like what do you it. Say? Yeah, no, I do. I okay. do. I feel like we should all be in a space to be our own self. Yeah. And no one should try and put a thumb or control or change any of that. So if she's comfortable in her space then he should respect it. If he doesn't, then he moves on or right. she, you know what I mean? I like what I was saying. And I've, I, that's the first time I really said that out loud. And I was dabbling with it, talking through it a little bit where when you do start revealing more and, and like, it does improve your, your light and your energy and your confidence. Mm -hmm. Agree. Don't yeah. cover that up. Right. Don't yeah. cover that up. This is why I like you were talking about. I do appreciate like, you know, when like topless beaches, things like that, because it's like these people are free of just like inhibitions and so just allowing free. themselves so much to feel and, and a lot of confidence. When you can are able to do that, you actually feel more confident within your own skin. And that's, I was that's topless in Italy. Well, you're super confident <laughs> with your own skin. And I think it, I appreciate that. So, um, so. all right, Nick, well, we're going to have to bring you back on because we're out of time today. So, yeah, so. so much. I just yeah. have so much more to dive into. Mm -hmm. I'd love to like get into the whole extraterrestrial, um, aspect of it, but yeah. Just yeah, we're going to have to have you back. So in the meantime, like I said, get to in it. here, good, get good. in here, let people know where to find you. Let them know about your, um, your website it was by the way, fascinating website, by the way, thank you for sending me that thing. I learned a lot from just everything you have on there. So cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Google my name, Nick Hawk. My website's number one, the Nick Hawk on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I put a lot of energy and effort into my Instagram. I'm doing Hawk talks. Now I sell Hawk talks on my website as well. They're 45 minutes for a hundred bucks on top of the healing guidance bookings. But I do, I'm doing pretty much daily Hawk talks. On, I'm actually on TikTok as well, That's all great. over. And I put a lot of work into them and they're, and they're good stuff and they really make you think. So yeah, definitely follow me on social media. It'll be worth your time. All right. That's great. And Jamie, what's going on with you? Anything to promote today? Oh, nope. Um, thank you. Big shout out to Sticky Paws for always taking care of us. Yes, we love you guys. Hey, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. And you can find Dating Intelligence on anything social media and uh, my personal is at Fetch Sport. And uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and uh, please check out Nick Hawk's stuff. He's done a lot of stuff and his meditation stuff is off the charts right now. So thanks once thank again for so coming much, on the show. Thank you, Nick. And you guys, thank you thanks, for listening. Guys. All right. Another great show. We're out.
Thank <laughs> you.